Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Thank you. Okay, you may be seated. That's okay. Let's remember, I'm okay, God is great. Let's keep it right that. And so if you don't know me, I'm Doug Lay. I just serve here at the church, been serving here for a long time, and I love it. And I thank Pastor Aaron for this opportunity. I just want to look and say, welcome, Brandon, and welcome, St. Pete, welcome, Heights, and welcome to those who are watching online. I am so excited as I get to wrap up this series on Psalm 23. If you haven't been with us for this whole time, go back and watch the messages for this series, because Psalm 23 is a game changer. I've learned, memorized a psalm years ago, and I use it all the time in my prayer closet. And I don't say that exaggerating up here. I literally do, because in these times, Psalm 23 is so practical. When I'm doing my finances and I get feel that stress like sometimes we do, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not one. He's going to take care of me. What am I? You know, when you watch the news or see what's going on and everyone's freaking out and everyone's worried, I go, whoa, 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 whoa. He leads me beside the green, to the green pastures, and he leads me beside the quiet waters, and he restores my soul. He'll take care of me. Why am I worrying? Why am I stressing out? You know, we are going to go through dark valleys, but it's going to be okay. He's with us. His rod and staff, they comfort us. This is such a practical passage, and and I get the privilege of closing it out with Psalm 23, 6. I was kidding with some of the pastors today. This is, I mean, the other day, this is the big softball being lobbed up. If I can't hit a home run off this verse, I'm going to have to quit the team. I mean, this is such a great passage. And surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is such a great word. And so what I want to do today, I'm going to, there's actually three parts to this message. And first part is I'm going into full professor mode. If you don't know, I've been a professor for years. I taught in Middle East in Bible college and seminaries. And, and, and now I help lead the Radiant College in the evening programs, formerly RLA, my RLA peeps. I mean, I love that. And uh, so I'm a professor and we're going into professor mode. I'm going to lecture for about 20 minutes. You're going to, I didn't come to lecture. No, you're going to get a lecture. So just hang on. But then I'm going to go into the second part, and I'm going to imitate Jesus and, and, and allow the Holy Spirit work in your sanctified imagination as I tell a parable. And I'm going to tell a parable like Jesus told parables about sheep, and then I'm going to close out by preaching. I'm going to go into preacher mode. So, so that's how it's going to go. Now, I've got an hour and a half message that I'm going to put. I put it into 30 minutes, which all that means is you have to li- listen at three times the speed of your normal listening. So can you handle it? You ready to go? Okay, let's pray. Father God, now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Okay, let's take out your notes and uh, let's dive into this right now. So when I teach in colleges, uh, what I always um, tell all my students, and this is the basic thing that I teach, how to study the Bible. And it sums up in three words, observation, interpretation, application. This isn't in your notes. This is bonus. I love to give free things out, even above and beyond what the notes say. Observation, what does the text say? Interpretation, what does it mean? Application, so what? What does it mean to my life? But it all starts. You can't get to meaning and application unless you first see things in the text. So I want to teach for a little bit and and help you learn about how to observe and see the text. Because many of us read the Bible, but we don't study the Bible. And God speaks deeper and more clearly when you start studying his word. And let me tell you this right now and why I do this. Because the more literally I live the Bible, the greater blessings I see in my life. 
Okay, do you hear that? The more literally, when I study and I live the Bible, the greater blessings I see in my life. And I love to help others learn to study the Word of God so the blessings will flow on them. The blessings we've been studying that are in Psalm 23 will flow over your life as you study and live the Word of God. So, first uh, thing you need to do when you go to study your Bible is never use just one translation. Have your go-to translation, but always have three or four translations. One of the privileges of living in the English language, uh, living in places that speak English, because uh, unless you know Greek and Hebrew, which I do, how do you study deeper? Well, this is how. And even though I know Greek and Hebrew, I still, this is how I study. I'll get four or five translations out, and I study the word. How does it work? Okay, so look at Psalm 23, 6. Our default passage has been the NIV, the New, uh, New International Version, and it says, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. But when I open up my uh, New American Standard Version, it says that surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. If I look at the New King James, it says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. If I look at the ESV, it says that surely goodness and mercy will follow me. But if you have the actual Bible, it has a footnote under the word mercy, and it says underneath steadfast love. The New Living Translation says surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. So, so right now, you, you, you need to understand, this is your first observation, understand the words goodness and especially love, or I'm saying loving kindness. Because if you know anything about translation theory, I work with Wycliffe Bible translators. I spend time in jungles with, with translators. And you know translation is a very interesting thing. There are some words that correspond one-to-one to languages. For example, when I say sheep, the word sheep in Hebrew and the word sheep in English are the same thing. We're talking about sheep. So we know. And that's what goodness is. You notice they translate it all the time. Tov, the Hebrew word tov, goodness, 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 goodness. It corresponds. You have goodness in your life. You understand what goodness means in English. But this word love. See, if we just read the NIV and just read love, we wouldn't get the full meaning of the word. Because what is love? You know, I love pizza. You know, I love the rays. Well, some of us. Uh, you, know, you know, we love. I'm actually an Indians fan, but that's beside the point. So don't boo. Don't boo. People from Cleveland are sensitive. Okay. But, but, but we, we say love all the time. But but this is a special word for love that, that the translators don't have a clear English word for. That's why you see these different words being used. And that should trigger you something. So what you do is you go to that great tool that God has given us that we can study his word deeper. It's called Google search. Okay. And you go in and you say, what does that steadfast love mean in the ESV? Or what does loving kindness mean in the NASB? And you'll learn that this word love isn't just the word love, like feel good about myself and be happy. No, it's about covenantal relationship love. It tells us that God is in a covenant relationship and in love with us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's why in uh, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, it says the Lord's loving kindnesses will indeed never cease for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Morning, great is thy faithfulness. God's not arbitrary of like, do I love him today and I don't love him tomorrow? No, his steadfast love, his covenantal love will never leave you. David, after he committed, the, the one who wrote this psalm, after he committed his great sin with Bathsheba, if you don't know that, David who wrote this psalm actually committed horrendous sins. But when he went to repent, we find his psalm of repentance in Psalm 51, and he starts off that psalm by saying, be gracious to me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. Wow. 
See, he wasn't just saying, Lord, I hope the Lord forgives me. No, he was asking for forgiveness because he was in covenant relationship with God. And he knew because God is faithful to his word, his love will never leave you and forsake you. He could experience forgiveness. Wow. See what you learned just by observing some different translations? Now, the second thing you want to do if you want to study the text deeper is you always want to look at the verbs. Always look at the verbs because that's the key of communication. We, we, we express emotion with the verbs. We expect action with verbs. We, we actually give commands in verbs. So you always want to look at the verbs. Now, did you notice when we were looking at the different English translations? We'll follow, we'll follow, we'll follow, we'll pursue. Huh, why did the New Living Translation do that? Well, I'm going to give you another tool to help you. It's called the Net Bible, the New English Translation Bible. And you can get it for free online. Go to netbible.com and you can get this tool for free. Now, I personally don't like the translation, but I love the footnotes. So the footnotes will help you understand words that, that you might not understand in the Hebrew and, or the Greek. And it'll tell you about the historical things. And, and it says here, and it's in there in your notes, but that this word is actually pursue. It's not like loving kindness and goodness are just kind of like following along behind. No, God's goodness and loving kindness is pursuing us. And then if you read in there, it tells us how it's actually ironic because this verb is almost always used of enemies pursuing, enemies chasing down, a lion chasing down its prey. That's how it's usually used. And in Psalm 23, 5, we learn that we have enemies and it should be our enemies that are pursuing us. But when we follow the good shepherd, it's God's loyal love. It's God's goodness that's actually not just following us, it's pursuing us and chasing us down. Man, don't you love the lecture series? You want to get lectures. This is good. Getting deep into the Bible. God's covenant love is pursuing us. Now, the third thing I want you to observe is, did you notice the direction? Do you notice who's following who? We're following the shepherd and goodness and love follow us. Most of the world, in fact, almost all the world, it's the other way around. They're trying to pursue goodness. They're trying to find happiness. I love this quote by Blaise Pascal where he talks about all people are seeking happiness. You know Blaise Pascal, right? He's the mathematician. But did you know he became a Christian and wrote one of the great classics in the Christian faith, the Pensees? I encourage you to read it. In fact, let me have a teaching moment. You ready? Read the classics first, okay? I mean, I'm sick of these best... Oh, sorry, I get a little passion in here. But these bestsellers, you know, I want, these young pastors are writing these books and they're going on tour. And on. Are they going to make it? Pastors are dropping off left and right. Why am I reading by a book by a guy who's going to end up being disciplined by his church for alcoholism? Why am I going to read about a pastor for, and he ends up killing himself? I want to read from the men and women of the faith who've stood the test of time, who've shown they practice what they preach. You want to read about a woman who will change your life? Read about Amy Carmichael, who was dealing with sex trafficking in the 1800s and setting captives free. I want to read a book by a woman from her, like her. I want to read a book like C.S. Lewis, who wrote books that changed people's lives. Read the classics first. Sorry, that was just a little teaching moment. I'm back, back to back, okay? But quit trying to follow like the world goodness and mercy. You won't find it. It's fleeting. But when you follow the good shepherd, these things follow you. That's where happiness is found. It's just like Jesus says, if you lose your life, you find it. You don't pursue goodness and happiness. It's going to follow you because you're pursuing the shepherd, and that's where it's found. Fourth observation. Did you notice the goal? Did you notice the goal of the psalm? Moving to the second part. 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is that your goal? Is that what you're hoping heaven is, that you can just go and dwell with the Lord forever? Or are you thinking heaven, like, I can't wait to go to heaven. I mean, I'm going to be able to play golf 18 holes and I won't get tired and some babes will bring out some brews and I can golf 18 more. Or maybe it's I can just lay on the beach, soak in the rays, have this beautiful tan with this awesome body. That's what heaven's going to be. If that's your idea of heaven, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Sorely disappointed. Because heaven's about being with the Lord, the one who will wipe away every tear. The psalmist in Psalm 1611 says, you have made known to me the paths of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. What's heaven going to be like for you? I love, and I mentioned C.S. Lewis because this, uh, you know, we've had downtime, a lot of us, with corona. And so I had a chance to read one of his books. I read it again. This is the fourth time I've read it. It's called The Great Divorce. It's a little parable, and it's an easy book. You can read it in a day, and I'm a slow reader. I mean, my wife reads over my shoulders, goes, does some dishes, comes back, and then I turn the page. That's how slow I am. And I could read it in a day, so you can too. Read this book, and it's a parable of a group of people who take a bus ride from hell into heaven, and they hate it. They hate it. Why? Because heaven's not about them. See, they think heaven's supposed to be about making them happy, but no, heaven's about being with the Lord and serving him. And the, one of the great quotes in the book is, better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. Wow. No, no. Our goal is to dwell in the, with the house, in the house of the Lord. And you know what? You get to practice dwelling with the Lord every day right now. You can do it right now. You can practice that. When you get up in the morning and you spend time with the Lord, you're practicing heaven. When you're driving in your car and you're going down I-4, instead of getting mad, you have worship music on and you're talking to the Lord, you're actually practicing heaven right there. What is your goal? Your goal is to be in the presence of the Lord. Look what David said in another, David wrote in another Psalm, one thing I ask that, that of the Lord and one that I seek, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to meditate in his temple. What is your goal? Then the next uh, observation we can make is uh, note the bookends of the book. Note the bookends. It starts with the Lord is my shepherd and it closes with, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. And just a little observation, if you don't know this, in the Hebrew, anytime you see the name translated Lord with capital L-O-R-D, that's the covenantal name for God. We don't even know how to pronounce it. Some say Yahweh, some say Yehovah, some say, no, we don't know how to pronounce it and don't pronounce it, just say Lord. But know that that's the covenantal name. You do a Google search and go into a Hebrew dictionary. What does Lord mean? And it'll tell you that this is the God who pursues us in relationship. Our God's not like the false gods of other religions or the false gods of the cults who are dead and out there. Our God is alive and he's in covenant relationship with us. That's who our God is. Whew. You learned a lot just in 15 minutes, right? A little lecture series. Man, sign up for a Radiant College and you'll really learn. Shameless plug there, right? Okay, yeah. I want to switch now. And I want to put some application to this whole psalm. Because we've learned, been learning about the shepherd and we are his sheep. And we're following the shepherd. And we've had this little guy up here all series, right? Peep the sheep. I literally, the first time I said, I'm not preaching with some stuffed animal up there next to me. But I've grown to love peep. We've been talking about peep and he's representing the sheep that follow the good shepherd. 
And I want to tell a parable right now. Jesus taught him parables, so I wrote a parable about Peep and his little time with following the shepherd. <laughs> now, I lived in the Middle East, and, and I was fascinated about shepherds, and so I studied them all the time and watched any time I could. And I, somebody goes, well, put some pictures up there. I wasn't a tourist. I didn't take pictures. I just did it. But I remember one time I was up on a roof in a, in a village, and we were sitting up there, and I'm watching these two flocks of sheep coming from two different directions to the watering hole. They're actually coming to the road to go to the water, and then they just merged together. And I thought, well, that looks like a mess. And, you know, they did get untangled, and that's another sermon. But, but Peep's in that situation now. He's been, he's been intermingled with some other sheep. And, and, and I want to tell a little parable of the story. He's going to meet some sheep. He's going to meet one who's named Sam. And, and, and I want to talk about the dialogue he has with these sheep. So join with me as we learn about the parable of Peep the sheep. <laughs> Come on. Let's go, said Sam, a rather large and older sheep. And the sheep started to follow him. I don't, I don't think we're supposed to go that way, said Peep. Sure we are. We know what we're doing. But shouldn't we wait for the shepherd? He'll show us the way to go. Sam glared at Peep. Ha, huh, what do you think we're doing? Can't you hear the shepherd's calling? Peep stopped and tilted his head. Well, actually, no. I hear a strange sound, but I don't recognize it. Bah, bah, they all started laughing at him. Don't recognize it. What is he thinking? All the shepherds' voices sound the same. I didn't mean any disrespect, said Pete, but it sounds like a new call, not like the old ones we know. A <laughs> new call, they snorted. Of course it's a new call. We're modern sheep. We're cool sheep. We're up-to-the-date Instagram TikTok sheep. You're not one of those old sheep, are you? Well... We were taught when we were little lambs to stand by the way and see and ask for the ancient path where the good way is and to walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Ha ha ha, isn't that cute? He's a little fundamentalist sheep. No one believes those stories we learned as little lambs. Besides, we have new shepherds who are taking us to new pastures, better, exciting, the newest thing. Peep felt his face turn red from embarrassment. He felt very alone, even in the midst of all the sheep. He didn't want to be different. Hey, say, little fella, be sure and stay close to us and come to the new pastures. Our new shepherds aren't demanding like those old shepherds who carried around rods and staves. They never discipline us. They let us choose how we want to live. Our shepherds follow us instead of that narrow-minded way where the sheep act, shepherd actually leads the sheep. That's so old school. All the sheep started chiming in. Ha, ah, yeah, so old school. Who follows a shepherd anymore? The shepherds are supposed to make us happy, to meet our needs, to listen to us. It started to sound good to Peep's ears. He didn't want to be old school, whatever that means. He wanted to fit in, have the other sheep like him. And the thought of being a modern sheep started to have its appeal. The other sheep could see the look in Peep's eyes, so they gathered around and started pulling at him. We're free sheep, you know. The shepherd's our guide, but we don't have to listen to him. We're free to do as we want, to live as we want, to determine what's right and wrong. We're free, we tell you. We're free. People was getting confused. Since he was a little lamb, he was taught that the good shepherd was the one who set us free. He blurted out without even thinking, but, but it's the good shepherd who sets us free. It's the good shepherd who will lead us to green pastures and protect us. Ha, ah, again, they all started laughing. Bah, what makes you think your shepherd knows better than our shepherds? And what makes you think that one shepherd is better than any other shepherd? Don't you know all the shepherds lead to the same destination? 
No, no, they don't, Peep cried out. The good shepherd himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And in fact, one of the followers of the good shepherd, one of his special sheep said, there is, no, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The sheep just kept laughing, but Peep was growing more bold. But didn't the good shepherd say he would restore us if we were turned upside down and that he would protect us so the wolves would not get us? And all of a sudden, the sheep started bleeding. Bah, 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 and they were becoming agitated. Sheep, Peep was startled. What's going on? Sam saw what was going on, and he, he nudged Peep to the side, and he whispered to him, you shouldn't have said that. Said what? You know, about the wolves getting us. Why not? Well, because... I don't understand. You're not too bright of a sheep, are you? Look around. What do you see? And what don't you see? Peep took a moment and looked around. Well, I see that most of the sheep are old, much older than me. In fact, I didn't notice it earlier, but I didn't see any lambs or young sheep like me. And look, all these sheep have bruises and cuts on them. They've been injured. Exactly, said Sam. And do you know why? No. It's because the wolves got to him. That's why you shouldn't have talked about wolves. That's what agitated the sheep. But where were the shepherds? Why didn't they protect them? Our shepherds are nowhere to be found when the wolves show up, Sam responded. Nowhere to be found? Peep was incredulous. He turned to address the sheep. Your shepherds are bad, led you to dangerous places, and then abandoned you. These modern shepherds have led you astray. It's obvious they don't protect you. These shepherds let the wolves come in. These wolves who lie and injure you by telling you to reject the words of the good shepherd that you can decide for yourself how to live. You decide what is right and wrong. Oh, if only you had stayed with the good shepherd. And suddenly Peep stopped. He grew melancholy as he kept looking at the sheep in front of him. They thought that they were being modern sheep, that by following the crowd that they were going to be happy. But he could see the lostness in their eyes. And the cuts and the bruises showed that they were on the wrong path. They had no protection from the wolves. They had no good shepherd. And their sadness in, and the sadness in their eyes told the true story. And Peep grew sad. And he said almost in a whisper, But if only you had stayed with the good shepherd. So many lives are destroyed. So many little lambs are abandoning the faith. But I guess I shouldn't be surprised. The good shepherd and his sheep warned us of this. They said to realize that in the last days, difficult times will come, for the sheep will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanders, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of the good shepherd. And this is happening to you, Peep said. You've been lied to. Do this and you'll be happy. Do this and you'll be safe. Do this and you'll find inner peace. And it's lies. It's all lies. And your little ones are being devoured. And you yourselves are being injured and hurt. And little Peep he started crying. And he cried. And he cried. I want to go home, he sniffled. I want to go home. I want to go back to where the good shepherd is. He promised me if I follow him, goodness and love and kindness will follow me. He promised me that I will be with him in his house forever. 
I can hear the good shepherd say to me, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not told you, if it were not so, I would have told you. But I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. I want to go home. Everything grew silent. Nobody spoke. In fact, nobody breathed. You could hear a pin drop. Then suddenly, Peep lifted his head, and he tilted it to one side. His ear perked up. Was it? Could it? Really? Yes. As he heard, he heard the singing of the good shepherd. It was the good shepherd who was calling out to him, saying, come, follow me, follow me. Peep couldn't believe it. Oh, that was the sound of the good shepherd. He grew so excited. Come on, guys, follow me. There's the voice of the good shepherd. Let's go. No more wolves, no more injury. He's the one who can restore your lives. It's not too late. He's the one who can restore your little lambs. It's not too late. He's the one who can give you joy because only joy, the joy that's only found in him. It's all in him. Come on, let's go so that loving, good kindness and goodness can follow us. Come on, guys. But the other sheep just stared at Peep. What are you talking about, they asked. You see, they couldn't recognize the good shepherd singing. They didn't recognize his voice. So they continued on the path that everyone else was following. And these poor sheep would begin going down a downward spiral to living lives of disappointment, spiraling down to discouragement, proceeding on to depression. And these sheep were going to end up on a path of despair. Come on, guys, follow me. I can hear the good shepherd's voice. Trust me, he's good. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you always, even to the end of the age. But the words fell on deaf ear. And people remember the words of the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. At that moment, Peep made his decision, and he started to leave the crowd and begin to follow the good shepherd. But as he was walking, suddenly three other sheep joined Peep. One of them said, I think I can hear the good shepherd singing. I want to follow the good shepherd. Can we join you? Peep was excited. Oh, yes, come on, let's go. And all four of the sheep bounded like excited little lambs running after the good shepherd. Peep and his new friends were coming home. I want to close by just asking you, if you heard that parable, you heard that there were different types of sheep in the crowd. We know there's only one good shepherd, but there are different types of sheep. There are actually four sheeps in that parable. And I want to ask you today to identify which one are you. See, the first type of sheep are those who cannot recognize the good shepherd's voice. They can't hear the good shepherd's voice. And that's when some of you, you've been coming to church for a while. Maybe you grew up in church, but you haven't heard his voice. And you've been just doing life your way. You, religion's old-fashioned. I don't need a shepherd to tell me what to do. I can live my life my way. And I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do except pray for you. And for you other sheep, don't get upset when you're out with your coworkers or talking to somebody and sharing your faith. And they mock you and they laugh at you. Don't get mad. Don't argue. Just pray for them because... See, they're the sheep who can't hear his voice. And it's only between them and the Lord that they will actually ever hear his voice. Yes, share. Share the good news. But don't get upset. That's the first type of sheep that was in the crowd. 
They didn't recognize his voice. The second type of sheep in the crowd were those who they've heard his voice, but they don't listen. See, they were sheep. They were from sheep's fold, the same fold as peep was. But they started going along with the other sheep. They started going around with the crowd. And that's some of you this morning. You've heard his voice. You've given your life to the good shepherd, but you don't listen anymore. And you're living a life now contrary to what the good shepherd has told you. You're living in sin. You're doing things that you know the good shepherd said is wrong. Or you're not doing things that the good shepherd said was right. And you've heard, but now you've quit listening. And you've become modern sheep and you're going and the wolves are coming for you. Some of them, he's already got you. Your life is messed up. How am I a Christian and I'm so messed up? Because you're not living according to the word of God. You're not listening. The good shepherd said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You need to come home. You need to come back to the good shepherd. I know what the world says. I know, I know. It's okay to do it. Everybody's doing it. That's old-fashioned. Oh, you know, nobody believes that old book anymore. And that's the exact lies the wolves will tell you. And maybe you're getting away with it now, but you won't. When you start getting your, my age, you'll start seeing it in your kids, your grandkids, as the wolves come in to devour. But the closer, like I say, let me repeat it, the more literally you live the word of God, the more you'll see the blessings of your life and the blessings of the Lord in your life. Because his word is true. And that's the third type of sheep. That's the sheep like people like me. Those who hear his voice and listen and they see the goodness and loving kindness of God in their life. Now, I don't want to be a happy, clappy, you know, Christian here like, oh, it's all going to be great. Just become like Pete the sheep and you're going to have blessings all the days. No, no. Pete goes through the valley of the shadow of death. Pete becomes cast, as we learned from Pastor and it turned upside down. Pastor Bobby told us last week, you're going to have enemies that will attack you and, and come after you. They're going to not attack you, they're going to come after you. But you know what? Your good shepherd prepares a table before you in the presence of those enemies. His, he will anoint your head with oil, your cup will overflow. And I'm here to testify of that. The more I say when I read the word of God, when Jesus says jump and I say how high, I see the blessings. When I obey the word of God, when we're those kind of sheep who hear and listen, we live the life that the world doesn't understand because they're in despair. That's why the world's falling apart, but the church has joy even in the midst of this. But let me tell you, I, I, I want to tell you what's going on right now. Three times in my life, I've had the dread of death come upon me. Once I was in the jungles of Papua New Guinea in an earthquake, and, and I literally woke up in the middle of the night going, this is it, I'm going to die. And there was a fear that came over me. Once was here in Florida, in Lutz, Florida, I had a botched biopsy, and I went septic, and I started to crash, and, and I literally thought, this is it. And the other was last month when I was battling corona. And I, I had a fear, this is it, I'm, I'm going home. But in this, I, all three of those, I experienced the truth of God's word. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I had a peace. The world's freaking out. They don't have peace. Less than half percent of, less than what? Half of 1% of people are dying from Corona. But the world makes it sound like you're going to die if you get it. And it's because there's a satanicness to it. There's an evilness of the wolves lying. And I got caught in that fear, but I had to remember, wait a minute. What's the worst that can happen? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
and my good shepherd will take care of my wife because she follows the good shepherd, so goodness and loving kindness will follow her. My children who follow, his promises are true, so the blessing will be passed on to them. What am I fearing for? So there are those who cannot hear his voice. There are those who've heard, but they're not listening. There are those of us who've heard and we've experienced, and that's why when Jesus said the wolves will, the thief will come in to seek and to kill and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And I pray that you're that sheep this morning. But today there's a fourth type of sheep that was in the crowd, and did you hear him at the end? That's some of you. You're hearing the good shepherd's voice for the first time. You're hearing. There's something going on. Maybe it was when your pastor was doing a, a word up there and speaking that you felt something in your heart. Maybe it was during worship you're there and branding and Brandon and something just stirred in your heart. St. Pete, you started feeling tears coming. You don't know why and you wanted to pull your little mask over your eyes. Maybe you're sitting at home and you're like not wanting your family to see you and you're wiping your eyes and you're wondering what's going on. Let me tell you, it's because the shepherd's calling out to you right now. Come home. Come home. And you don't know what's going on. You're, and I'm telling you, you're hearing his voice for the first time. You have a decision. Are you going to join Pete and follow the good shepherd and experience goodness and loving kindness all the days of your life? Four types of sheep. Which one are you? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? And just in this moment, if you're that second sheep and you've heard his voice, but you're not following him anymore, you've been doing your own thing, maybe you're watching online and you're feeling it right now. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Your friends are telling you it's okay, but your heart, the, the voice of the good shepherd speaking into your heart right now, no, you need to stop doing that. You need to end that. You need to come home. Maybe you need to start doing something the Good Shepherd has told you to do and you've been disobedient. Come home. In this moment right now, just between you and the Lord, just say, Lord, I'm coming home. But for you who are hearing his voice for the first time, I want to give you a chance to respond. Here at Radiant, we ask you to raise your hand. And I'm not asking you to raise your hand to make a decision. Decisions already be made because if the shepherd is here calling you and you're hearing his voice, he's saying, you're one of my sheep. Come home. Come home. If that's you and you're feeling something stirring in your heart and you're hearing the shepherd's voice for the first time, you just need to recognize that the good shepherd laid down his life for you. The good shepherd gave his life for you died on the cross and took all your ugliness, all your shame, all your guilt. It's called sin and he bore it on the cross and now you can have forgiveness. Follow the good shepherd and come home. If that's you, we're going to ask you to make it public by just raising your hand. Whatever location, even at home, I'm going to ask you to do it. Don't be ashamed of him. He's the good shepherd. Be willing to follow him. If that's you and you're hearing his voice for the first time and you want to say, I want to follow the good shepherd. On the count of three, would you just slip up your hand? One, two, three. Just put your hand up and say, I want to follow the good shepherd. Put it right back down. Because you're not doing it for us. You're doing it for the Lord. Because the good shepherd is seeing you right now. And he's saying, welcome home. <laughs> welcome home.
goodness and mercy are going to follow you all of your days because I will lead you. I will lead you. Father God, for every hand that was raised, we rejoice in you. You are the good shepherd. You are the one who takes care of your sheep. You protect us. You lead us to the green pastures. You lead us beside the quiet waters. You restore our soul. Even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil because you, good shepherd, are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint our head with oil. Our cup overflows. Truly, Lord, goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our lives. And God, we can't wait to dwell with you in your house forever. We worship you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I can't. Let's give a hand for those who've heard the voice, shepherd's voice for the first time. And for those of us who recognize his voice, I can't think of a better way to end this message by singing a song of the blessing of the Lord over our lives. Because he is the good shepherd. And goodness and loving kindness will follow us all of his days. Let's stand to our feet and let's sing. Upon you in the thousand generations, in your family, in your children, and their children, and their children. May his favor be upon you in a thousand generations, in your family, in your children, and their children. And they're going sing, May his favor be upon you in a thousand generations in your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in the coming for listening to the Radiant Church podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.